Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. And uh, some of the things that, uh, you know, that people don't realize is uh, there's some really uh, kind of neat tools uh, and, and I'm not affiliate or anything, just one of the tools we use that's really neat for uh, Facebook. Yeah, but I don't know if you've heard of this is um, Ad, Espr- Ad Espresso. Um, it was recently bought out, I think by like Hootsuite or somebody, but it's pretty cool. You can like spin up, uh, you know, like 50 different versions of the same ad with like a different title. It's kind of like AB testing on steroids. Now I'm not saying you should do that, but I'm just saying it's really easy to AB test. You can actually do that directly on Facebook now as well. But, um, at Ad, Ad Espresso like makes it super easy to, to, to spin up a bunch of different types of ads really quickly. Um, so that's what we've been doing a lot and that's been working really well. Uh, to, to just be able to like A-B test and, and figure out what works. And, you know, we'll, we'll do the same ad with like 10 different colors of background or like, uh, you know, one that has a sale uh, icon on it, one that doesn't. Like, in other words, you can really, really test the heck out of, uh, you know, doing uh, all different types of ads and then figure out what's going to work the best. Yeah, yeah, Ad Espresso is really good. One uh, ad- advanced version of the process. So one thing I like to do and, Kind of like reverse engineering Ad Espresso and adding a step before Ad Espresso. And, and I have different presentations. So this one is really exciting one for a lot of people. Like it's having a big impact on improving their ads. These are kind of like the easy things. Well, not easy. Let, let me. <laughs> but uh, ways of improving your ad performance. And so what Ad Espresso does, let's say you have like three images and like three headlines and you mix them and it's going to be like nine different variations, right? Um, but the problem with that is in when you're optimizing and scaling. So there's kind of different phases that one of the things I do for like most campaigns when I start off, I have like 40 or 50 variants of an image. Everything else is the same. So it's like 50. Some people are like, oh my gosh, like 50, really? I'm like, yes, that's how you're going to find the ones that have 5% click-through rate versus 48 of them that are like, you know, 1%, 3% click-through. You just need a few of those that's going to like change your entire business. And you do that by forcing yourself to come up with all that variety. And then it's a relative comparison. You know what are like the top five best out of the 50. And then you do the same thing for headlines. But let's say you combine all of them, those 50 and those 50 together, that would be like 250 variations, right? So in Ad Espresso, usually you would, to have 200 um, or to have, like usually you, you have like, you just need way less, uh, variations that are going to add up to a lot of variations. I do that at a later step because if you mix all of those, there's going to be a, you're, you're basically mixing crappy images with crappy headlines. That's what you're doing as well. So you're losing a lot of ad spend. But so what I like to do is do all of those best images, all of those best copy. And when I narrow it down to like the top 20% within each, then those are the ones that you could put into Ad Espresso or like manually or the dynamic creative features or doing that. But after you narrow down, in like a manual process uh, of that. Otherwise, I would say like 75 to 50% of your ad spend is on ads that are always gonna have low click-through rate. There might be like one that jumps out because of a certain combination, but usually the top ones are gonna out, outperform that anyway. Yeah, that's a good point, segmentation. So like testing one, you know, one thing at a time. So like you like yeah, I was saying, like test an image and then uh, test the title and then test the description, then test the button, you know, whether it's like a shop now or whatever, you know, there's so many different aspects of that ad. But uh, I think what you're saying is segment that and uh, make sure that you're not testing uh, more than one at a time because you're going to get some really 
wonky data because <laughs> there's going to be so many different variations. You would literally have to, to, to let that campaign run for months and months to actually get, um, you know, reliable data. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you do want to like mix it, but that's like the second step. And that's where I've seen some of the magic happen. You mix things in combinations you didn't think of and click through rates go from 5% to like 10 or 15% just because of that combination. So you need that. And then you don't care about controlling the variables, what you were just saying, but in the first step you kind of do just to have better interpretations. Right. No, it's all great, great stuff. So uh, you have kind of what, what do you see all this being said? Um, uh, it sounds like, you know, you're working with a lot of agencies and things like that. Um, can you share with us, like, wh what do you see that's working the best now? Is it, is it uh, video ads? Is it, uh, is it bots? Uh, you know, kind of, what do you, what do you see like today? Uh, what seems to be trending? What seems to be like, what, what's really working for a lot of, uh, of the Amazon sellers? Is there any one that stands out? Yeah, there is. So this is, it's, it's a mix of the different top topics we're talking about and what's becoming more important is, is less about, is it like video versus image? Is it landing page versus chatbot? It's more about the journey is actually a factor that's becoming important. And this is because there's so much ads, so much content. We hear about this like 10 years ago, somebody was probably saying the same, like, oh, everybody's overwhelmed. So the, the multiple touch points is where that effectiveness, there's like some sort of leap happening there, especially for Amazon brands that are using a combination. There, there's a lot of strategies and uh, there, I feel like there's a lot of talks out there now and different examples of like, you know, here's a messenger bot um, template or a funnel kind of like to ranking. There's a lot of those and a lot of those work. You just have to like test it and see if you're having effect. There's, uh, so that's actually like good for us where there's like so many examples now compared to like even half a year ago. Um, so rather than like saying exactly an example of that, because that, that varies too much across brands. But what I'm seeing is that, you know, if someone says like, oh, like a video or image, there's still a lot of variety where an image for some brands works better than a video because uh, a video shows like it, it describes more so people know what it is and they're like, oh, that's pretty cool, but I don't really need it because the video explains everything. The image has like more curiosity, so you, opportunity for more curiosity. You're like, you're not shooting yourself in the foot by explaining everything. So then people click it and you're driving down the cost. So you're just getting more people to your website at a lower cost. So that's why, you know, carousel or what type of, like, um, you know, like landing page or chatbot, you could figure out with any of those. So, so that's where it varies too much across brands, but um, just gonna repeat where testing the funnel is where I've seen the biggest differences where someone is like not even close to like breaking, like they're like they're not even getting Amazon sales. They, they're starting with Facebook ads and they, they see that they're getting some sales, but usually that's velocity of traffic. It's not your Facebook ad led someone to buy. It's that Amazon is receiving traffic and they're rewarding you like temporary like boosts and you're getting sales organically from Amazon customers because of the external traffic, but that's not scalable. Like Amazon stops that at a certain point. So people are like, oh, like, um, I, th I think I'm getting sales because I turn on the ads. When I turn off the ads, I'm not getting the sales. Yes, but that's usually like a couple of units a day. And as soon as you increase the budget, you, you need a good funnel. And then the other things matter, like the reviews on the, the product, all of that. So, but when you're testing that journey, this is where it goes from having 0.01% conversion rate on your Amazon listing from Facebook traffic. That's like the average. That's what's common because uh, it's not organic traffic where you get 20% conversion rate or higher. So this is where you send people via your website or via a channel and then you have retargeting where first it's like, it, now it's actually like even better. It's like, okay, for you to do a branding ad 
It's just getting into the psychology of your customer and that's all the first ad does. You're just filtering that audience. And then the second ad is the one that's actually promoting your product. Like, yes, you could do it at the end of the first ad, but now what I'm seeing is that extending that customer journey, you're, you're sending more data to Facebook, you're segmenting your audience better, and you're kind of going against like this big issue everyone is having in advertising that is just like so much stuff. So you kind of need to segment that a little bit further. So it would be that. And then the implementation of that, there's a lot of variety. Do you do that on your website, on somebody else's page? Then I think that's less important than actually doing it, having the campaign structure and then thinking of the psychology of your customer. You know, are they analytical, emotional? You know, what are they driven by? Are, do, are they like early adopters? They just want to share and like, uh, like, what is that content that'll get them to take that journey from the website to the Amazon or just to Amazon, but through content first? Right. Absolutely. Great tips. Um, so <clears throat> can you give me an example of like a typical, like, um, do you guys do, uh, so, so say an agency comes to you, um, it sounds like, do you guys help them set this up or um, are they just using the software? Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's like just an automated system. People sign up for Zon Tracker and then it's like activated and they're running it. And then it just depends on the different brands. I don't have any like public service where I'm like consulting anything like that. I'm just kind of like doing that privately when people reach out if it's a good fit. But most are just seeing different tutorials I have out there on how to leverage more effectively. And then the ones that are like just the bigger brands are kind of just like bringing me in just to see how can you leverage even more. Usually the successful ones, they figure it out. Like they know what they're doing, but still they also know that there's always room to improve. So they're like, well, is there some sort of direction or a funnel or a certain strategy that we could see traction in? And one is just having the features. I think the more advanced ones, they already know what to do with it. They're like, oh, track Amazon sales, optimizing for Amazon, like perfect, just like run with it. Uh, so it's, it's kind of seeing the funnels people are running and how to plug it in with something that others may be doing that are that's successful or working. Yeah. So take me through like a, an example of, uh, cause I, some people here, I, this might be over the heads of a lot of people, but um, just g give me an example of like a, a customer journey. Perfect. So you running a Facebook ad and yeah, I'm just going to improvise. So let's say it's some sort of pet product. So you're running a product where you could do it two, but let's say we're going to go two directions where you're very product specific and the other one, you're a little bit more customer journey specific where in the first one, you're like, like we have a launch, we're doing some sort of promotion. Here's an offer. And you could have like some scarcity in there. You know, maybe it's just for, for one day, whether that's, that's real or not, or, you know, like discount, you know, 40%, 10%, but you're right away selecting for a type of audience, which may be a good audience, but that ad, it may or may not work where in another scenario where it's all about getting into the psychology of the buyer. So your ad, whether it's an image or a little story is about like how you enjoy spending time with your dog and how uh, just something about like your lifestyle, the dog's lifestyle is just like spending that time. So one, you know, like that audience is there and you want to steer it in a certain direction where the content of that, you know, it's like it's dog related. So all right, that's already filtered down which it could be just very broad interest, just like pets, like that's fine at this initial stage. And then some sort of interest that's kind of relevant to your product where you're foreshadowing, you know, is it something like a consumable product? Is it some sort of gear? Is it activity related product? So then your video should start foreshadowing towards that where like, you know, you're talking about how you love spending time with your dog and you're actually like outside playing. So you, you know, it's going to be something activity related. 
uh, and then like that could be it. It could be like just like a branding where it could be a tip. Like, and did you know you could do this and it's gonna uh, make your dog like like you even more? Some sort of like uh, just do some sort of activity with your dog, kind of like a free tip. You know, basically just do that so that people will have a good experience with your brand because you just gave them a good tip. Again, not everyone's gonna remember your brand in the next ad they see, but this is it's like it's a numbers and it's a people game where some people will and that's what we're going for. So then the next ad, you could go straight for the sale. Here's our product, and a thousand of the same people that like saw that ad compared to a thousand that just saw the ad, like it's just proven that you're gonna have higher conversion rates. It may cost you more because you have ads here than you have ads there, but in most cases you find out that it's actually cheaper because only a certain percentage of people make it to that later stage and then they're more willing to, you don't even need to show them a discount because they already have some branding in there. So that's the customer journey with two touch points, right? They see an ad, a first ad, and then a second ad. And uh, in the first one, let's just say it goes to your website to like a blog, just some article, like let's say a very basic one. Someone can write it for you for, you for $50 or you can just write a basic one just so there's content, right? Because if you send them to Amazon, that kind of like defeats the purpose yet is going to make the second ad less effective so try to think a little bit more long term and like two ads is like enough long term for some amazon brands where they're not even doing that journey um, and then that second ad could be to it could be again to uh, an article but with a product in that article again a little bit better branding experience it could go directly to amazon at that case it's a little bit better than like the first ad going to amazon i so think yeah there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that sell on Amazon and they sell products, but they don't really think much about the overall brand messaging and the journey that you're taking the customer through. So I know a lot of the folks that I work with, they haven't gotten to the point where they're, they've actually defined their customer and you know, what kind of, you're, you're giving this great advice as far as sometimes you advertise for brand awareness and just for, to, to give people an idea of what your brand is all about and to kind of tune your ads to that potential customer. So for example, in the pet, I'm in the pet space. If I, specifically the cat space, right? So if I write an article, a blog article about how to make your own cat furniture, you know, for your house, how to, you know, DIY, something like that. I write a little blog article about it and I boost the Facebook post, right? And then I use that information of the people who clicked on that. So that's what you're talking about is this first ad is just about, hey, who's interested? Who's interested in the content that I deliver? And then when you're later, after they're kind of used to you and you've, you know you've warmed up that audience, uh, then you're going to go back and you're going to offer them something, potentially a sale. You could even do it within that blog post. Hey, save 15% off now, uh, join our club or whatever. And then you're getting their email. You can hit them from different sides, you know, messenger marketing, that kind of thing. But I, I think, you know, a lot of people are thinking, well, wait, I, how am I going to show them a photo of a dog, you know, running and, and they're not really thinking about, okay, all the different ways that you can really target that customer and warm them up to you and before you go in for the sale. Because often, if you're just gonna run Facebook ads to an Amazon product, and it's just a picture of the product, and there's nothing else there, 
people aren't really, you're not going to get a lot of conversions there. Are you, are you finding that as well? You have that there's not a lot of conversions compared to if you're doing like your a whole brand story and you're warming up the audience and really targeting the people who are more likely to click on your ad. Absolutely. The conversion rate is under 0.01%. So when we say like, you know, website conversion rate is like 1%, 3% or on Amazon product page, it's like 20%. From Facebook ad to Amazon, it's 0.01%. So 100 times lower than like just 1%. And that's because it makes sense. Someone is on social media, they're on, they're on Amazon. Like what, what just happened? Not a lot of people buy. Only the ones with big budgets that have optimized that ad, then they can get that up to 0.1%. And then 1% is like really hard to do, hard to do that directly from the ad. And but I think then, you have to think about what people are doing on Facebook, right? People are on Facebook to learn information, to share, to see what their family's up to. So if you're just targeting them with this product ad there, and then like you said, they have to leave Facebook to go to Amazon. They're like, no, 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 that, I'm not, I'm not all about that. But if you're, you're giving them an interesting article about how to play with their dog better or how to, you know, make cat furniture and they're like, Oh, that's interesting. Let me go read that. Oh, cool. You know, and then later you target them with that same brand that, Hey, this is really cool for your cat too. Then they're more likely to go, Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, let me go check that out. So you're seeing what kind of conversion rates are you seeing when the audience is warmed up? Yeah. So this is where it's closer to conventional e-commerce where you can get 3% conversion rates. Uh, again, it's not as high as like someone organically on Amazon, but in there you're building in where there's more ranking and for some that are using all kinds of URLs to have different ranking advantages. So that 3% is like a, not the true conversion rate, right? Because right? for each one customer, you might get two customers later on. Um, so it basically levels the playing field, adding that journey to Amazon makes it like a normal website conversion would. Got it. Which is like able to retarget those customers yeah. and you're, you really have a good audience. Um, and you're able to also get a lot more attention on your website where I know a lot of our listeners, they're considering maybe doing the Shopify thing. And, you know, and the thing about Shopify is you really do need to kind of build a brand and, and do all of the advertising and warm up your audience. So um, these are really good tips for people who are considering uh, doing that because the best performing brands with Shopify stores are those that have figured out how to utilize, you know, influencers talking about them, how to like take the customer on that journey um, to really get them to become kind of raving fans of their products and be like, oh yeah, I buy from this brand every time. You know, I don't, I don't care mm -hmm. about Amazon. I'm buying from this brand, you know? So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool that customers can think of your brand as, oh yeah, you also happen to be on Amazon but I'm a raving fan of your brand for this reason, because you've provided me good content and you, you spoke to me. Yeah. Perfect example. And when people talk, like I love all the discussions about brands and it all makes sense, but it could get very like, complex and like advanced really fast for beginners, like a brand, like I can't be a brand yet, but the way I like to think of a brand is that all it does. And this is the simplified version for someone that's starting off or early stages that all it does is take someone's, emotional level a micro step later that's all the brand does the brand is kind of like these check marks like is there social proof is there value in the product it's it's a few things where 
it's a simplified, like a landing page could be the branded experience. It doesn't have to be an entire website with a hundred blog articles. It's like literally one page with like three pages on it, you know, about a good story that's relevant to the problem, the product starts. So you could have a micro version of a brand, which coming back to the customer journey, taking that micro level further of why would the person read the next article, like take that next step. So that there could be a simple version of a brand. Don't think like, oh yeah, Pepsi or whatever, a big brand. That's like way later. Yeah. The way I, <clears throat> excuse me, the way I like to look at it is you have to think of your advertising um, in a kind of in a real world sense. Like, uh, you know, if you were at like, say SellerCon, we're going to that here soon. If anybody's there, please come say hello. But it'd be like, you know, Yev and I, the first time we hang out at SellerCon, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, Yev's cool. You know, I, I kind of know him, whatever. And then like the second or third or fourth time, I mean, I'm like, oh, that guy's awesome. You know, we're going to go grab beers or, you know what I mean? Like you have to uh, look at it in the sense that, you know, you're going to, you're building trust by showing these kind of uh, first ads to kind of warm people up to you and, and kind of trust you and get to know you. And then, you know, that's that, you know, you're not going to meet somebody and be like, Hey, I'm Andy, sign up for seller SEO. you like, when I walked up to somebody, that's not going to be what I, I'm going to say. I'm going to say, Hey, I'm Andy, you know, like we're, you know, we're going to get to know each other, you know, maybe at like the third or fourth conversation. I might, you know, after talking to them for a while and learning their needs, be like, hey, this tool will work for you for doing this. It'll work great. And they'll be like, oh, awesome. Cool. Thanks, man. They'll go sign up. So you have to look at it in the sense that um, you're kind of that, that uh, traffic that you're warming up, you're kind of filtering out the people who, you know, are, are not going to be interested and then moving on to the next kind of level of people who have a little bit of interest and even more and then, you know, closing the deal. Yeah. And there's a hesitation. I know some people will have even hearing that like, all right, that makes sense. You know, like the relationship is better than like no relationship. It makes sense, but they're still asking how much is it going to be worth the investment of whether it's the content or the branding having there, you could do different versions. You can growth hack and have a very you know, low cost version of doing that. But there's another factor that's happening throughout this process, why it makes it worth, you know, thinking about that customer journey. And, and this is, this is like my, putting my data hat on and kind of algorithmic, whether it's Facebook or other platforms is that whoever is seeing that second ad and whoever is seeing that first ad, there's also data on the relationship between all of those interests of the first and the second ad and the, and the interest that people don't have. So uh, let me say that a different way. Whoever is, engages with a second ad, there are certain interests they have like Facebook profile interest that, uh, there, there's a bunch of people that didn't engage with the second ad that engaged with the first ad. So to Facebook, that's data. Here's, here's their interests. Here's like similar people, why they engage or why they didn't. So this becomes more than just a static model. It's like, yeah, the first ad is just brand awareness. The second ad is just like more the relationship building more about the product. It's actually the data between them. I don't think a lot of people talk about this is that Facebook has this data not at each point, but across the journeys. And then if somebody ultimately purchases, it confirms that previous journey before that Facebook knows that where, Oh, we actually showed ads to like Facebook knows this. We don't know this yet. Where it's like they're uh, with a, you know, cat furniture building where those people that are correlated with liking home Depot or like they like other certain types of pets, they're more likely to purchase later on. And it's not just who purchased later. It's like those metrics. It's how do they start off with, so Facebook will optimize the different steps better with the data, data from the other steps. So it's kind of getting a little bit more like algorithmic, more advanced, but like the favor is towards you. There's other benefits than other just like, yeah, it makes sense. Relationship building through the content, like do that for sure. Commit to it, but there's more value than 
what you can measure where you're like, all right, it's going to cost me a hundred bucks to have some content and like my ROAS or like my, my re re revenue increased a little bit, but not as much as they were saying. So, but that's, it's because it takes time for that algorithm to have the bigger impact as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have any advice you want to give to people? Cause a lot of this might be, uh, over a lot of people's heads. I know like our audience is kind of, uh, it seems to be more, uh, people starting out and kind of mid-level sellers. Um, so this is pretty advanced stuff. Any, uh, any kind of reading or videos or, um, anything you can recommend to people just starting out so they can kind of dip their toes in this, and get a little, little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, do you mean more tactically or more like, bigger picture for beginners and, and, and I mean like organizational type of content is what I Just love like, reading now. Yeah. Well, no, no, I know like we, you and I and, and Amy are probably, you know, cause we've been doing this for a while, probably a little more, uh, you know, a better understanding of, of how a lot of this stuff works. Meaning like, you know, any, like, you know, like Amazon has seller university for people just starting out, like any resources that you know of, I'm sure Facebook has some, but uh, anything, you know, like any third party, any, any, uh, anybody putting out any good blog posts or things that you, you, you could recommend that you know of. Uh, just off the top of my head right away is unstoppable FBA. This is like really great for beginners, but it works with you that gets really advanced. So that's this perfect link between advertising, external advertising, marketing off Amazon. And then Amazon, that's like the goal because that's what um, Stephen Vargas, what he talks about, but it's building in that content within there. Um, so definitely there it's like, and Stephen is coming on our podcast in a couple of weeks. So oh, we will get the, we've got the advanced version from Yev and we'll help. Hopefully Stephen can break it down for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. He gets real advanced too, but he, he's able to simplify it. Like taking that journey from the beginners. Like for me, I, I don't know if it's my academic background. It's harder sometimes for me to explain uh, like something more, more, more simple. I like the conceptual, how it fits in. No, I, I definitely get that. <laughs> I'm that way too. I've had to try to learn to do that. Um, so I know that you, you know, you, you did the Amazon business, you kind of converted into the SaaS business. Um, kind of real quick before we go, um, you know, any personal challenges that you had uh, either in the Amazon business and the SaaS business, kind of how you pushed through it, any like personal, uh, you know, things that any breakthroughs that you've made uh, in self-awareness that can help other people, uh, you know, anything like that, that you can share would be awesome. Absolutely. And especially like even in the past couple of weeks, you know, there's like all of the success with, with software and that's growing. The awareness is out there. And uh, one of the things, and this is more organizational where I realized I could do it if I'm like one person. And right now I have like all kinds of like contractors working with me. So there's kind of like I have a team, but it's not like a bunch of full-time people. And there's where levels of impact that I can have, but there's a certain order to how you're able to make a project effective. And whether it's a marketing campaign, a project, or a big like business initiative, or a business itself, at each of those levels, there's an order of doing it where first is the idea, and then the person managing it, and then there's the, like, the connections there, and then like a system out of it where like, you need all that. It could be one person doing all of those, or it's the right order, and you, you need to make sure certain people are communicating with others, or a certain mindset where like, I like to be the creative mindset, but then I can't be thinking about how I'm going to implement it right away. If I start thinking about it right away, that flow isn't going to happen. Like I have to ask that way later after I get the who and then when is going to happen. Now let's think about how. And uh, so specifically for a book, this is from Roger Hamilton. I've been reading it just like so many like aha moments happening. So he's just talking about uh, like wealth dynamics and millionaire master plan. And it's kind of like this good mix between 
Western and Eastern philosophy. So it like connected a lot of dots for me. So that's been like very applied and focused on entrepreneurs. So like very like business mindset on how can I be more efficient in like my own business and then the things that I'm working on. And there's always like these collaborations and projects. How can each of them have like that success flow happening through it and linked to all of the other things that you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with a lot of that. But the way I had to get uh, myself, because that was one of my, uh, it continues to be one of my challenges is to stay organized and stay on track. That's why when I found Airtable, I was like, thank God. Uh, I don't know if you've ever used Airtable. It's, you know, it's like one of those, you got Trello, you got all these task management, but uh, Airtable kind of resonated with me. I got Amy hooked on it now too. Um, it's just like fantastic, uh, you know, getting things done kind of keep me uh, in check. Uh, so awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Now, uh, what's next for you? Uh, you know, uh, you know, mentioned Zon Tracker, you know, any, any other things that you're up to, please, please let everybody know how they can find you. Uh, what's next? All those good things. Yeah. Um, right now it's Zon Tracker. Also Amazon is like always making changes. So there could be like big changes to Zon Tracker or they're removing certain access. And there's like ways where I know like Zon Tracker could still work in different capacities at different levels of inconveniences to sellers. So It'll continue, and then there's the newest feature, which is optimizing Amazon purchases from Facebook ads. So there's like ways of still continuing continuing that. And uh, I feel like just in the e-commerce, where I'm like working with different all kinds of brands, and it's always giving me ideas. Where you know whether it's like the eBay world, where there's like I have a Zon Tracker equivalent in like eBay, I just haven't like promoted it at all. And then there's Amazon sellers that are on eBay, so there's synergies there of making e-commerce effective. But right now, yeah, I'm. I'm Either reach out to me on Facebook, my personal profile, or in the Facebook group for Zon Tracker. It's probably the best area. Cool. And just so everybody knows, the uh, website address is zontrackerfb.com, right? It's uh, it changed zontracker.io. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Zontracker.io. All right. Cool. Thanks so much, Yev. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to uh, meeting you in uh, in Vegas at SellerCon. And uh, hopefully, anybody listening to this. Um, who's uh, with us live or after the fact, I don't know if we'll get this up fast enough, but uh, come say hi at SellerCon. If you see me, I'll be in my, uh, my, my beautiful uh, black seller SEO shirt, uh, probably hanging out with Yev and some of the other uh, Amazon uh, boys and girls. So uh, yeah, thanks so much again, Yev. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you guys and uh, see you at SellerCon if you're there. <laughs> I'll see you there. Thank you, Yev. All right, thanks. Bye. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at SellerRoundTable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.